0: So I helped set up, together with other colleagues, helped to set up the NNA, and it launched in July 2010. So it's been going a number of years now. Its aim is to provide a professional association for nutritional therapists who wish to practice in accordance with naturopathic principles.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining me today on the Natural Healthcare Network podcast. This is my first podcast, and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening to me. The whole purpose of the podcast is to support, collaborate, educate, communicate, and I hope inspire people in our industry, people wanting to be a part of the industry, and to provide a little bit of information to those who want to work alongside us. I am delighted to say that today, Caroline Payton is joining us. She is a nutritional therapist, a naturopath, and also is chair of the Naturopathic Nutrition Association, otherwise known as the NNA. She has a wealth of information to share with us, so I am just going to say let's get on with it. And thank you very much for joining us today, Caroline. It's such a delight to have you here with us. Thank you very much for inviting me on today, Deb. Oh, you're most welcome. What I'd like to do is talk about the wealth of experience that you have in the natural healthcare industry, because you've been involved for well over 10 years now as far as I know isn't that right
0: yes it's uh, it's about 10 years in the industry since I qualified okay great
1: so we'll talk a little bit about that and then I'd like to see if we can get your thoughts on the future of nutritional therapy and also talk about professional associations which I know are going to be near and dear to you because you started something called the naturopathic nutrition association is that all right with you yes of course that sounds good okay So if we kick off from the very beginning, you've been in practice for 10 years now, as we said, and you do have, I'm sure, lots of experience and things that you can share with us and numerous qualifications, which I'd love for you to expand on. It might sound pretty basic to you, but are there some useful tips and or golden nuggets that you can share with those of us that have just started, that have been working for a few years, and for even those people like yourself that have been qualified for 10 years and or more?
0: Yes, of course. I mean, I, I am. I'm coming up to my uh, almost completed my 10 years in practice now. So I qualified at the end of 2009. Gosh, where have those years gone? Um <laughs> And I qualified from the Natural Healthcare College. My uh, diploma was in naturopathic nutritional therapy, very much like um, probably many of your listeners might have have done the same sort of diploma and then subsequently added to that as many of us do and qualified as a naturopath. I've done iridology, um, well-being coaching and some short courses like EFT and uh, things like that. So yes, um, I think we have a tendency when we do this, we want to just learn more and more and more and offer <laughs> more to our clients. Um, and I actually think probably one of the tips is actually sometimes we just need to stop and put into practice what we've already learned. Because um, we can keep learning. And I think the nature of what we do is we're so interested and so passionate about what we do. And um, and we know that, you know, these other skills can just add value to what we do. But I think it's really important for those starting out in practice and early in practice is to, is to try and get out there and practice um, and put into practice what you've already learned. Because as you know, Deb, as well, what we've learned, we've learned so much information, yeah. so much valuable information. And there is so much we can offer with what we already know. So I think Yes, maybe you might want to think about specialising in an area or adding to your skills, but don't rush into things and, and take your time to do that and and do what you've learnt and do that well. I also think you know I, I guess today it wasn't there when I started out 10 years ago. It shows how much things have changed, but social media uh, you know there's social media and social media can be really valuable to us. But I'm a little bit concerned I have to say because I'm a member of a lot of social media networks to do with you know Facebook groups for nutrition nutritional therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit concerned sometimes with um people possibly not thinking for themselves or not trusting in the faith, in the knowledge that they have um, and the belief in what they know and maybe a little bit too much reliance on checking with other people, first of all. What would you do in this situation? Um, I do appreciate sometimes cases are complex and then it can be very useful. Or maybe you have a case that you find a little bit tricky to resolve and therefore it's really valuable. But before rushing in to ask on social media, what would you do in this situation? Have some faith, I think, in what you've learned and what you know. um, And, you know, go away and practice that. And um, don't always think you need to follow what everybody else is doing and saying, because we all practice in a slightly different way and from our experience and practice we'll start to learn what works for us the protocols that we might use in certain situations, maybe the types of supplements we use Mm. and what works for us so I think that's quite important just because of where we are today in today's the technology that's available to us on the one hand is really useful but on the other hand I think we might sort of tend to rely on it a little bit too much
1: that's really interesting, because I think it, there is that element of being quite anxious. Um, and, and because when you're, it's like uh, yes. uh, learning to fly as a as a, a little yes. uh, a fledgling,
0: <laughs> getting um, out there, there is a lot yes. of
1: anxiety around of, oh, my gosh, what am I am I doing this right or doing that right and it and social media can become quite the crutch. Saying that there are so many people with there complex are. health there issues, are with complex there? health issues.
0: I think also we need to understand that clients are coming to see us because we're the experts in our field you may have 10 years experience like I have you may only have six months one year's experience but the experience that you have with all the training that you've done over several years is why that client is coming to see you and so start at where the client is today and just work in steps towards helping their health Don't feel you need to get from A to Z in one go because the client is going to get value from just what you know already. Um, And don't be put off by some people thinking they know the answers to all this complex stuff. Yes, that can be useful, but, you know, you need to start where the client is today and don't expect miracles overnight
1: that, I mean, that's really, really helpful. I mean, do you find there's so much impetus when we're in school and uh, writing large reports for the clients? What sort of reports or health plans do you send to your clients?
0: That's a very good question to ask me because when I qualified, we wrote quite lengthy reports. And one of the reasons for writing the lengthy report when you're studying is so that your tutors and as you know, Deb, I, I told you I was, you know, I was tutoring. Um, as a tutor, you need to be able to see and the, the students need to demonstrate um, that they have the knowledge. So writing those lengthy reports is a very important um, aspect and it gives you the opportunity to be able to explain things clearly. So it, it's all good learning and it's it's necessary to demonstrate your knowledge. Um, I started off. I started writing lengthy reports. I think you will find that people move away from doing that. (laughs) Um, I think part of that comes from experience in being able to explain things very clearly to a client. Because your success is only going to come if a client can put things into practice that you've asked them to do. And as we know, a huge part of that is the education Um, and being able to explain to a client why you're asking them to make some changes and why they should and hopefully will benefit from that. So unless you're confident that you can explain things clearly in the early days, report writing is probably very important. Hopefully, as you get more experienced, then lengthy report writing isn't necessary. Certainly having Um, In What I call information sheets, have information sheets that you can give to clients. That's a really important thing I think that we need to have. So clients have got those to take away and read. But um, I think as you get more experience, there's less need and less reliance to do those lengthy reports.
1: And it's time consuming as well. It really is. Yes, it is. I mean, we have to do a significant amount of research as well, a lot of times, because as you said, we have to start where the client is at that moment, but we need that history of how they got yes. to that point. Are there any other things that you can share? Sure. in um, just as sort of on a, on a bigger point, again,
0: I think we are a little bit overwhelmed, useful but a little bit overwhelmed with the about the amount of seminars, conferences, webinars that we can listen to. Um, if we're not careful, we could spend all our time listening uh, to those um, attending conferences. Um, I would just say choose wisely. Um, don't feel you need to attend them all. I think this is where whether you decide, uh, whether listeners decide to specialise in certain areas or not. But again, I think there is a tendency that we need to keep going to all these things and learning it's a bit like what I said at the start: putting to practice what you know today. Yeah. Um, and I think there can be a tendency that we need to keep listening to every webinar <laughs> that comes out.
1: Gosh, if we did that, you'd never, we'd never do any work, would we? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. You were an iridologist um, and a naturopath. Did that sort of yes. set you up uh, longer term? Yes. Yes, I think part of this
0: was um, driven by the NNA's link to the General Naturopathic Council so certainly qualifying as a naturopath um, the General Naturopathic Council um, provided a scheme which is is, why I I just call it an upgrade scheme really which enabled us to fill in gaps in our training and I sort of took part in the first year guinea pig (laughs) um which is still running now. So I, loads of courses were identified to fill in the gaps in the training mm-hmm. because as a naturopathic nutritional therapist, you have a certain amount of um, training there, but there's obviously lots of gaps. So I had an opportunity to do that, which I, I studied all and did all the various courses through the year of 2013. So I qualified in 2014. And iridology, I, um, we did some practice of iridology as part of my diploma, my naturopathic nutritional therapy diploma. So I had a basic understanding and I found the whole area really interesting. And it's a little bit like using the basic iridology, looking at tongue, looking at nails as the, I use the word diagnosis in inverted commas, um, diagnostic tools and techniques. And iridology, when you use it, it's a really valuable um, tool to be able to use to really help pinpoint a little bit where you may choose to focus on with a client that's
1: really interesting and you're bringing up the diagnostic tools by using the tongue and nails that leads me to to ask the question um do you do any diagnostic testing like using organizations like the genovas or the regenerous labs who have a wealth of different or, um tests that they can provide do you do you do those
0: yes, i do a little bit um I think as naturopathic practitioners, we should have a little bit, again, it goes back to what I was saying, a little bit more faith In in fact, it's one of the things I wrote down as a tip in uh, listening to the client, really listening to what the client's telling you, the client's body language, their pallor, their structure, their tone of voice. And then these other diagnostic tools that we have available to us to before jumping in and thinking we must use diagnostic tests. As you well know, there are so many tests out there and they are expensive. Um, We have to think when when will they add value for this client at this at the point that the client is today I do do testing I think the area that I'm most fascinated in is the stool testing right Um, I tend to use in vivo these days Um, I think we again we all have our favorites Um, I just decided that I really really like the in vivo test what was it a couple of years ago So I have had quite a few clients do that. But, you know, these things aren't cheap, are they? Um, When clients are already spending a lot of money coming to see you and then you may be asking them to take some supplements um, and then you're asking them to do some testing, I think we need to think quite carefully which ones are the most appropriate ones and when. So I'm no expert in functional testing. There are certain ones that I like to use and I think the stool testing is an area I tend to choose first and foremost as naturopaths health begins in the gut yeah and the more we learn we know don't we health definitely does begin in the gut and I feel unless you get the digestion absorption the whole gut microbiome unless you get all of that in sync and working well I don't think it really matters what else you do um, I think that's, for me, that's my that's my area that I absolutely love and I'm fascinated in. And I, that's mm, where I focus. Mm. It,
1: well, it is, it, is, uh, it is the thing, isn't it, really? It all starts out because of what we ingest um, and then absorb, yes. et cetera, excrete. So um, that makes perfect sense to me. Exactly.
0: I, I get clients asking me about intolerance testing. Um, I, I do do food intolerance testing sometimes. But I always say to clients that I don't start with food intolerance testing right? because very often it comes back to digestive ability. And if we're not able to break down our food properly, then that can have a knock on effect and may give signs and symptoms of an intolerance to a food. But if we were able to digest it well, wouldn't appear anyway so I again I never say to clients start with food intolerance testing I don't I'm not saying it doesn't have value at times at certain times but it wouldn't be my starting point
1: um so if we move on to other tips that you might have to share did you have a sort of a list of things that you you had in mind
0: uh other tips
1: would be I, th-
0: I think we need to make sure as practitioners that we think in grey as much as possible, not black and white. Um, this is where it's quite difficult. You know, it's, I, I think it's like a jigsaw puzzle, what we do, isn't it? And it's trying to put the pieces together and uh, uh, like an onion and peeling back the skin and, and taking off the layers and listening skills. And and you may have a questionnaire, but you need to learn how to listen and listen and listen more so when a client says something to you it can take you completely off track from the next question that you thought you might ask but it's going to give you a whole heap of valuable information so whilst we can learn on what we've done with other clients sometimes what we've done with another client for this client that's just not the right thing at all Um, so it's I, I think it's thinking in gray a little bit more sometimes yeah
1: yeah, it is fascinating. I did say that to a client the other day. The exact thing about a jigsaw puzzle, and we are really a yes. mystery, and how we become who we are in so yes. many facets. Exactly. We are multifaceted. Uh,
0: and just one more thing, you know, I, I did say get out and practice, and you might people might say, but I'm new, and how am I going to get out and practice, and where am I going to get those clients from? And I, that could be a whole <laughs> webinar in itself, of course. Um, one thing um, that that I think is quite valuable is networking. It's it is time consuming. Then it's a it's you know what networking. What Mm -hmm. do you go and do? And I think you've got to get out there and try different networking groups and find what works for you. But you've got to get yourself out there. You've got to get more visibility.
1: So when you go networking, do you go and and um, network just to? an event like women in business or do you go to other events where there are other healthcare practitioners like acupuncturists or um uh chiropractors or physiotherapists
0: well i'm i'm in um in siren i'm in a local group of practitioners and and that's useful because by meeting other practitioners um then you've got the opportunity where you might get referrals Mm -hmm. So that's always a useful thing to do. So get to know other practitioners. Um, I'm also in groups that were ladies and I'm also uh, in a networking group that's just other um, small local businesses. So I am try different things, mm-hmm. really. That's
1: that's good. And do you find that that's that's how you get the majority of your, your business?
0: Um, some. I, I think over the years now I get a lot of referrals. So... Um, But obviously, I've got the advantage of 10 years of business. (laughs) So it's surprising some and then of course, people might come back and see you when you might, I might have seen them years ago, and then suddenly they get back in touch. Um, But I do get quite a lot of referrals. Um, but yes, I do get some from the networking.
1: Mm, that's that's interesting. And and not a surprise. I mean, you probably have ended up because of your starting with one person. I know that there are other people that end up working with a woman and then she brings in her husband and then their children come in. So it seems to evolve or either their uncles or aunts. Absolutely. So it's one of those.
0: You know, and that's where, you know, being successful, you you know, you've got to deliver some results for clients, but it doesn't mean it's got to be uh, the most perfect solution. Get results for client. Get some quick wins. Um, show you know what you're talking about, and um, you know, clients will think you're fantastic if you if you can improve areas of their life, um, and their well-being and their health. Then they will refer you on to family or friends. So definitely,
1: that's really good. So, you went to school at the Natural Healthcare College. You went to school there, and were you approached? Uh, because you ran the college for a while, didn't you?
0: I did. Uh, I did. So um, I was approached um, by Jackie Day. Jackie Day was owned the college um, and she was the the course writer, course author for the course. And I was approached by Jackie if I'd be interested in um, taking over the college and running it. Um, So that was in September 2012. And I previously, you know, my previous history was in the corporate world. Um, I worked for BT for nearly twenty years, Um, so I've I've got a business background. Um, And I decided that I I actually wanted to do that, and um, I was very interested in doing that, helping, really helping the next generation of nutritional therapists. And I ran the college for five years until the end of two thousand seventeen. So, were you really able to practice at all? well yes I mean that's it had to take a bit of a sideline I did continue to practice but I wasn't able to give it the focus that obviously I can do again now um, and I didn't actively you know I wasn't networking um, marketing social media it was clients that came to me because of referrals and things like that I worked out of a couple of clinics so my details were there and I might have got some referrals from other practitioners but I wasn't able to focus on that. My main focus was on um, not only was I running the college but I was also a tutor and in fact my, my tutoring responsibilities are almost at an end now. I've still had a little bit <laughs> that I still had to do um, but I, I was the uh, senior supervisor for the clinical practice students that's
1: quite intense isn't it really it is
0: lots of marking the clinical practice tutorials with finding volunteers and supervising the students undertaking the consultations which i really enjoyed um but i decided by the last year that i was doing that um that I wasn't getting the work-life balance that I actually wanted. I I didn't leave corporate to be as busy as I was and decided that my real love, I'd given it five years, and that my real love, my real passion was spending time with clients. And so I made the decision to to sell the college, and I'm very happy that I was able to do that, and it's still thriving and doing really well.
1: That's exciting. And when you were in, um, when you were running the school was that when you decided to start the naturopathic nutrition association
0: no it was actually prior to that in fact that all started in my first year in practice oh yeah um actually again this was um jackie day who approached me in 2010 would i like to help set up the NNA the Naturopathic Nutrition Association so a little bit of background we have and there's all these acronyms aren't there yeah. we have the GNC the General Naturopathic Council and sitting under that you have a, a number of um, member organizations umbrella organizations professional associations in different areas of expertise whether it's herbalist or colonic uh, hydrotherapy um, kinesiology that type of thing um um, at that time there wasn't uh, a nutrition association that was part of the general naturopathic council so there was a real gap because as we know nutrition is fundamental um, to naturopathy uh, and practicing in a naturopathic way but there wasn't a professional association so i helped set up together with other colleagues helped to set up the nna and it launched in july two thousand and ten. So it's been going a number of years now um, and has steadily grown over those years. And it's, its aim is to provide a professional association for nutritional therapists who wish to practice in accordance with naturopathic principles. That's, that's
1: good because there are a lot of different organizations out there, aren't there? there I mean, we, uh, There is a long list of them.
0: Yes. And I think the problem is that, you know, they've all got their value. But at that time when we set this up, there wasn't an organization really focused on um, protecting and um, growing the interest in in naturopathy for nutritional therapists. And whilst science is fundamentally important to what we do, there is this element of naturopathy that is so important, um, which isn't recognised by the other professional associations or certainly wasn't at the time when we set up the NNA.
1: So as the chair of the NNA, what sort of qualifications do you require for um, people that are wanting to join?
0: Well, we welcome um, all nutritional therapists from colleges like ION, um, University of Worcester we, we do welcome all nutritional therapists because we have two categories we have our naturopathic nutritional therapist mm-hmm. and we have our nutritional therapist so we do welcome all nutritional therapists and the people that tend to join us really like the fact that we we do offer out um, webinars and like our annual conference and our newsletter has an element of a more naturopathic approach to what we do so we do welcome all nutritional therapists from all these different colleges it's just that we have two categories for our members right and
1: those categories are naturopathic
0: nutritional therapy and nutritional therapy they'll both be called full members but there's a slight differentiation in terms of you know the categories because we do want to welcome all nutritional therapists and uh because we are at the end of the day that's what we're still talking about with you know we we're, we're promoting nutritional therapy but it's in in accordance with naturopathic principles so that's why we do welcome all nutrition and
1: treatments. is that people that have gone you know because there are a lot of different people there are a lot of different courses out there there are weekend courses there are, um health oh, you right. Know, I so right, uh, I think absolutely it's- no i mean it's with the,
0: it's from the colleges where the colleges are teaching to the nat- um, the national occupational standards right. for Nutrition. So ability. those
1: those people have to, uh, or those organisations, or people who ha- are coming to you to join, need to have attended yes, a they school. They
0: have to demonstrate, right? Exactly. And if they've come from colleges abroad, then we will look at the qualifications to see if it meets the standards that we require. We have another category of a so um, an associate category. And uh, certainly the Natural Healthcare College offers, I call it like a foundation course, but this sort of level one course is a nutrition advisor. So we do have another category for nutrition advisors. Oh, right. And we are actually looking at introducing a category for nutrition coaches. Well,
1: that was well. going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you about. Oh. No, no, it's just okay. it just popped into my mind because health coaches are becoming very popular, aren't they? Yes,
0: they are. So we're, you know, we're looking to expand our categories. Of course, we've also got another category of students. So we welcome all students to come and join us. Um, But so we are looking at different categories um, to expand. That's good. Are you happy to say how many members you have right now? So, yes, we've got about 200 members. What I would like to say is how I believe in working as much as possible with the other associations and that I do have been in contact in the last year or so, sometimes with Bant. I just want to say, we know, we are very happy to work with other associations. Well,
1: it's important, isn't it? Because actually, at the end of the day, we are all here to help our clients get better. And I think it's forming a stronger relationship and alliance with these organizations.
0: Yes, we need to to represent a united front, don't we, for nutritional therapy uh, and for the future of the profession. Um, And
1: uh, I think that's really important. I mean, I agree with that 100 percent as, you know, wanting to work with other healthcare practitioners, which sort of leads me into a nice segue on uh, working with uh, the NHS and or our local GP practices. Are you do you do that? Do you do that yourself as an individual? Do you work with the NHS or other local GP practices? Uh,
0: I I don't. Um, I, I haven't gone out of my way to try and do that. You know, it's been kicking around for a long time about, you know, or we should be able to work uh, alongside the NHS. I think we have to, more so now than ever before, as we all know, you know, the NHS has no money. It's strapped for cash. So we could spend a lot of time uh, trying to work alongside the NHS or at GP practices. And it may be that your local GP welcomes you in, but you're not going to be funded by the NHS. I I think that's quite important to say. Um, I think it will be a while, and I think there'll be a lot of resistance for the NHS to fund people like nutritional therapists when they have their own professional body of dietitians. Now, I know that, you know, I know that there may not be enough dietitians out there, but I think... There would be a lot of resistance by dietitians and un- and understandably so you know we're we're stepping on their toes a little bit aren't we um i I've just chosen not to I don't feel like I need to go down that route um I have been it's interesting actually because I have had a lady come to see me recently who was recommended by her GP practice to come and see me because I understand now that there are social prescribing. People in the, um, in the GP surgeries and maybe it depends on the size of the surgery and that might be a route to go and talk to the social prescribing people because I, they, as we know the NHS doesn't have the money to fund us but there will be individuals who would be happy to pay so possibly not approaching GPs directly but finding out at the GP practices who your social prescribing um, the contacts are
1: that might be a way that's that's uh an interesting insight to to to, to look at them because the other interesting thing i'm finding was being american everyone's used to paying for everything mm. regardless of what you're doing do you have you ever found that that has been something that has come up with uh, a barrier for people coming to see you because you go to your doctor your GP and you don't have to pay whereas they come and see um you or any one of us and they do have to pay have you encountered any sort of um... I
0: suppose a little bit I think by the time people have picked up the phone to you they know that they're going to have to pay to come and see you so um then but I think we would all be a lot busier wouldn't we Mm-hmm. So the, it has to be a barrier because people think healthcare should be free because of the NHS. And those that choose to come and see us have either exhausted options through the NHS, they're not getting answers. So by the time they come to see us, they've they've gone round the loop, they're not getting results, they feel they're not getting any further forward. And so the next step might be to come and see a nutritional therapist. And then you've got the others who want to... Uh, take care of their health they may be identifying some symptoms and they're thinking no I don't want to go down the conventional medical route Um, I want to see what I can do to avoid having to take medications and look after my health and then they'll come and see us but there must be many people out there, either who don't fully understand what we do, know we exist, um, or that, yes, I'm absolutely sure it has to be a barrier in the UK because people
1: expect the NHS to be. It's, it's true. So it's one of those things that continues to evolve because people are coming to us, more and more people are coming to us with chronic health issues. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, we did get involved, um, you may be aware, uh, some of your listeners will be aware of the Alliance for Natural Health. And last year, the NNA and I was involved in it. We were invited to participate and contribute and review. They brought out a blueprint for, I can't remember the exact name of the document, but it was a blueprint to do with sustainability of healthcare in the UK. Um, Because we know that we can't keep putting more and more money into the NHS. And it's a very, very interesting document which I know the Alliance of Natural Health is still working on. So there may be opportunities in the future that may end up with more work coming our way because of the fact that we know that the NHS is falling down around us. It just can't cope, can it?
1: And um, so things are going to have to be done differently long term. I'll have show notes and I can put a link for the Alliance for Natural Health in there. Is there there a paper that people can look at uh, for reference?
0: There should be. I could have okay. a look and see if I can find that link for you. I'm, it will
1: be on there. I'm absolutely okay. sure. OK, well, that might yes. be interesting for them to look at as well as a, a link for social prescribing. But that will probably be more of a local area. They would want to check out their own GPs absolutely. to find out who the social prescribers are. Yes. But of course, we're going to provide a link to the NNA on the show notes so people can have direct access to the site um, because I'm sure you'd like to have and this is uh, you and I have no um, you're not compensating me for this you're here as my guests Um, so really this is just be a nice thing for people to be able to check you out uh, and see if they'd like to join because I'm sure you would like to have more members join your organization which I think
0: we would we would love to have more members joining us um we had a lovely article written in this month's i can magazine oh, right. uh, i wrote a, uh i wrote up the um an article with regards to our annual conference that was back at, back at the end of june our agm and, and uh, our our conference so there's a i think it's on page seven actually a whole page article about our conference and people do find is very friendly very approachable like to do like to work with us I was going to say do business with us but it's not business (laughs) is it that's the wrong thing to say very friendly and approachable organization and we would love to have some more members yes
1: great Great. Okay. And on there, on the the webpage, of course, there are going to be links for how to join and information for joining, etc. So I'll make sure that I put that on the bottom of the show notes. Lovely. Thank you. So they've got that. Now, is there anything else that you would like to to talk about and share? Because I know we were going to have you come and talk to us, um, our, our smaller group of um, nutritional therapists to come in and share some insights. Was there something that we've missed or I've missed in our conversation that we've had thus far?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I was one of the things I would have shared on that presentation that I was, you know, we talked about doing about how important it is to be a member of a professional association. Don't feel that it isn't necessary. First of all, it's important to be part of a community um you get a lot of valuable information that way and you may find that your insurer insists that you're a member of a professional association so i know these things cost money Mm. to join but they are of value and they are of benefit and each one will have different benefits to offer you we feel at the nna we've got lots of benefits to offer you i don't want to go on about the nna now but we certainly do have lots of benefits for people um but uh, yeah, do, it is important to be a member of a professional association,
1: well, I, definitely. I don't mind. I don't mind. It's not, I mean, for people, they, they can make their own decision. But if you want to give some highlights on some of the, the key things about joining the NNA, I think that's absolutely fair. That's, oh, great. Yeah, Thank you. Delighted.
0: Well, one of the, um, I think one of the things we've been known for for a long time, I think we were one of the initiators of doing this was our mentoring scheme for newly qualified graduates that program's been running for a number of years now with Cora Weeks very successful program Um, very we don't charge much we're not we know at any professional associations not in for making money but we don't charge much at all to participate in that and we're just launching now for more experienced practitioners a, a professional support group um, and we're going to try and kick that off shortly. Uh, we've got a few people interested in that, where we'll do a monthly call where we could share case studies or share ideas about how we can generate new business um, to, to, and things like that. So a more of a professional support group rather than a mentoring scheme. Um, our, we have um, a contraindications database, which is very valuable for individuals as part of our membership which is the natural medicines database so that's all part of the membership that you get free access to Excellent. that obviously that we do um you get your page um when you a search facility for people to find you uh we do monthly webinars and our newsletter we do our annual conference um and there was something else I was just about to say and it's gone clean <laughs> out of my mind <laughs> and it might come back to me in a moment um, those are the the main things that we do, anyway.
1: And if if I if I hop back to your mentoring scheme, can I yes. can I ask you? Do you mind sharing fees on those the mentoring? Off scheme?
0: the top of my head, I think it's seventy pound. Okay. It's in that sort of ballpark figure. Is that
1: per session or for? A no,
0: for ten sessions. Right. Okay. They're monthly. Um, if people are interested in finding out more, want to join the NNA. Mm-hmm. Then um, I know they've just done their first one, September. They start, the year starts in September. Okay. It wouldn't matter if you miss the first one. And I think if you sign up, it is recorded so you could get access to it. But they go through, it's a, it's a program going through, starting out in practice. Um okay. And then gradually as you go through the year, they'll start talking about case studies, they talk about supplements, talk about functional testing. It's a really good programme. Oh, that's great. So it really is just kind of hand holding for people. It is. Because we know, like we said, it's 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 a bit nerve wracking and scary it's scary when we set up in practice. And I oh gosh, yeah. I'm on my own now. And it's a lonely, it's yeah. a lonely place to be yeah. when you're in practice. So, again, that's why associations are so useful. But the mentoring scheme, I think, is is very good. Indeed. And
1: is the mentoring scheme, is it um, something where you join a group of people online or is it that you do yes, that? Yes, I okay. think it's click meeting, I think, is used okay. for that. And in the professional okay. so- support group, I'm guessing there's a yes. fee for that one. And um... at the moment, we're saying five pound per session. Okay. Not much. Great. All. Okay yes. and is that the same thing that's sort of online
0: well it will be we i'm not sure click meeting skype zoom oh. not quite worked it out okay. yet uh we we've sent out the information we're gathering um interest um and the idea was to start that um i can't remember third week in october i've offered to host that hmm. um yeah i think we were going to try and do the first session on the 21st of october at 6:30 p.m. great so hopefully we'll get that off the ground That's too. That's
1: terrific. Well, good luck on that. It sounds really, really interesting. Yeah.
0: I've just remembered the other thing about the value of being in the NNA. (laughs) Sorry, Deb, I hope I can just say this because I think it's quite important. Those that are um, qualified as naturopathic nutritional therapists, I think we forget the value of our naturopathic expertise that we've got. And as I said, being part, the NNA being part of the GNC, the General Naturopathic Council, um, is that you become an automatic member of the General Naturopathic Council. And you can call yourself an associate naturopath and have your listing on the GNC as well. Oh, right. So you can call yourself a nutritional therapist and an associate naturopath.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, that's that is very yes. good. That is really helpful to have that.
0: And have the opportunity, like I did, to then think, as I said at the yeah. start, don't rush into yeah. it, But you may think, do you know what? I love this naturopathy. I'd like to upgrade to become a full naturopath. You have the ability to do that through the GNC. And they provide
1: courses for you to take or either give you... There's courses, That's terrific. Okay, that's really, really helpful and really interesting. So So what we'll do is we'll have show notes that will have links to the NNA, to the Natural Healthcare College, and also to the GNC. So people can get an idea of more of what they are about. And we'll also put links on your website if that's okay we'll do that well thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule i know you're busy you've got so many things going on obviously um but it's really really been such a pleasure to have you join me on my very first podcast it's such an honor
0: thank you deb i I enjoyed it i hope people get some um value from it i hope i've given people some useful tips Um, if anybody i'm here people can get my contact details online my websites patent principles if anybody is wants to pick my
1: brain about anything i am more than happy to talk to people about that's that. really kind and i'll be sure we'll have all of those links on there so people can get in touch with you so they can find your website and send you a message if they'd like to speak with you further i really appreciate your time thank you so much thank you Deb. you're welcome Well, folks, that's all for today on the Natural Healthcare Network. It was really great to hear Caroline Payton's insights on membership organizations and also her expertise over 10 years of being a naturopathic nutritionist. Now then, I have provided links below in the show notes for the NNA. I have also provided a link to Caroline's website, Payton Principles, so you can check them both out at your leisure. These podcasts are for you as healthcare practitioners. It's an exciting time for us all, but we can only do it with the help of one another. And that's why I'm here. So I'd like to ask you to do a couple of things. One, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the Natural Healthcare Network podcasts and provide a review as and when you see fit. I know it's only my first one, but I've got a great rota of people joining me over the next few months. So thank you again for joining me today. It was great to have you here. And here's to your good health. Bye for now.